You've tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown, and I'm Vic Vershero with you today and so honored to have with me somebody that I've been really looking forward to talking to ever since we got him booked for the show. His name is Randy McNeely. He's the Chief Kindness Officer of uh, Peepcock Institute. I don't know if I did that right, but Randy, welcome to our show. We're so glad to have you here. Well, thank you, Vic. I sure appreciate it. Just just to make the name clear, it's Peepock, P-E-P-O-K, Peepock. Yes, very Here. good. And, and that stands for something, doesn't it? Tell me what that stands for. It stands for the Positive Engagement and Economic Power of Kindness. Right there in the title, you can see why we wanted to have him on, on the air. I got to tell you, Randy, of all the all the topics we could engage uh, right now in the middle of all of the, the things going on in our country and around the world, uh, man, kindness sure seems like a great topic for us to focus on. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Uh, of course, being the chief kindness officer, I couldn't disagree with that. But <laughs> it, it, it really is because, you know, right now more than anything, people are looking for peace. They're looking yeah. for healing. They're mm-hmm. looking for hope. And I, you know, the road for me, the road to hope and happiness is paved with behaviors of kindness. Mm. Uh, it, it's kindness behaviors that enable us to reach and touch people's hearts. Wow. And when hearts are touched, lives are changed and we transform the world that way. Oh, man, I'm really looking forward to this time together. I can't thank you enough for being with us. And so, Randy, uh, as you as you go through this, uh, um, I, I guess you got to take me back to the beginning, if you would. Um, uh, it, it, was it something or someone or um, uh, just a, a variety of life's ex- events that caused you to spend your entire life working on trying to promote kindness? Tell me, tell me what was the inspiration and what got you to this spot in your life? Well, I appreciate the so appreciate the opportunity to be on with you, Vic. Um, there's a boy. I could be here all day telling you all the different <laughs> things that <laughs> that led me to to uh, promoting kindness. But, well, let's call this part yeah. one show, and we'll keep going, huh? <laughs> okay. Well, I was tremendously blessed when I was a young man to have good friends who treated me with kindness and love. My family had some real challenges and. And I'm not going to get into that, but uh, needless, uh, just suffice it to say, my father uh, was not the kindest man on the planet, mm-hmm. and I was grateful that I had good friends who loved me and cared about me and reached out to me and strengthened me and helped me through some pretty challenging times. In fact, if it hadn't been for those friends, I wouldn't. I, I literally would not be here right now. No. And so, you know, I look back with gratitude. There's one simple story. I share it in my book, and I've shared it multiple times on other interviews, but it, it's, it, it was a turning point for me. It's something that I, I have never forgotten. I, I was in the eighth grade, and it's when all these, you know, my father was being uh, prosecuted for some foolish choices he had made, and, and my self-esteem was on the floor. And uh, I was involved in a meeting with our student government. I'd been asked to type up the agenda for the meeting that day, I showed up at the meeting room early to spread out the agendas that I typed up. And a good friend of mine, beautiful, vivacious girl, one of the cheerleaders, very popular, came in. And uh, she was looking at the agenda, and she looked up at me, and, and, and not in an unkind way, she said, did you know he spelled the, mis- the word miscellaneous wrong? And I said, well... No, I, I, mean, I looked at it for a minute, and I said, oh, yeah, I guess I did. 
And then I said something that reflected exactly how I felt about myself at that time. I said, I guess you think I'm pretty stupid, huh? Mm -hmm. And I said it exactly like that. And her response to me, Vic, has never left my mind. Her immediate response was, oh, no, I don't. I think you're pretty neat. <laughs> Wait a minute. No this idea. was a cute cheerleader that said it to a young man, right? Wow. Yeah. What, a, what a changing I, moment, huh? Oh, my gosh. Well, and, and the thing was, Vic, I had no idea at that time, really, how much, how much I deeply needed to hear someone mm -hmm. say that. Isn't that something? And it, it just penetrated my heart. I, I had to leave, turn and leave the room. Because one thing, I didn't want to see her cry, see her, her to see me cry. Right, right, yeah. Macho guy. And so I walked out of the room really quickly, and then I ran to the boys' bathroom, <laughs> walked into a stall and locked the door, and I just sat there and cried. Oh. Because I, I just, uh, you know, to, to know that someone had that kind of belief in me, and then I, you know, and I felt peace inside. I, I, I've always known that God was there. And at that moment in my life, I felt his love in my heart. Mm. I felt almost like my friend had been an angel sent by him to just, t you know, to let me know, hey, you know, you're okay. Yeah. You, and, yeah. you know, to say I haven't had uh, times of discouragement and, and doubt and, and times when I felt down on myself since then would be a lie, but... Every time I feel those, get those feelings, I, I can look back at that experience and, and almost hear her her voice, you know, in my head as clear as day saying, oh, no, you're not. I think you're pretty neat. Well, Randy, you and, remind us of, uh, of of the power of what happens when somebody somebody spends just a moment to do the right thing, to be kind, to make a difference in somebody's life. Uh, it didn't cost her a plug nickel, didn't cost her a dime. I don't know if she knows that the difference she made at the time when it mattered the most, but um, it really is an impressive story, and it's an impressive opportunity for us to pick up our pens and be uh, making some notes here today with Randy McNeely here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero can't wait to get back right after these messages. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. You found the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. We're so glad that you're here today, and we're glad to have with us Randy McNeely. He's the Chief Kindness Officer of Peacock Institute. And, of course, uh, Randy, as we're uh, talking early on, uh, you gave us something that was kind of a wow moment there in our first segment. And I'm, I'm just thinking about the power of uh, what it means to have somebody at a young age um, to, to help somebody find their way and really to find uh, their self-worth. I think uh, years ago uh, somebody said to me, God doesn't make junk, you know. So when you start self-talking and giving yourself all those low reaffirmations that you're not worth anything and all these problems, man, what a difference it can make when you have somebody that taps in the shoulder and said, I see I see something special in you. So as, you, as a young man, did you start to believe it? And did you start to feel uh, a difference in your life? Where did you go from there as a young person? 
Well, it was interesting. That that uh, time, I mean, that one experience just helped me so tremendously in it. And it uh, gave me courage to, to attempt to do things that I probably wouldn't have had the, the courage to do uh, otherwise. I ran, I decided to run for student body president the next year. I never <laughs> would have considered that. And it was a long shot. I didn't think I had a chance because I, I wasn't, you know, I, I mean, I was known. People knew who I was. I was on the football team and everything, but it's not like I was one of the, considered one of the popular boys or anything, but I, it gave me courage to do that. And I did, I ran and I won <laughs> and I had a chance to, to uh, serve as student body president. I look back at that. I wasn't really a very good student. Body president, <laughs> if we're being honest, right? <laughs> if we're being honest, I was not, a, I, I was a rather poor student body president, but you know, that, that experience helped me to gain confidence that I needed, that I could actually, that I actually had some uh, worth and that I could do some good things. And then, I had other leaders, you know, people that came into my life. My, my parents ended up getting divorced about uh, two, two years later, mm-hmm. I guess, three years later, two or three years later. And I, I moved, left my hometown and moved to a new town. And I had been involved in the scouting program when I was a little, you know, when I was a young man. And then I kind of dropped away from it. And when I moved to, I moved from Idaho Falls in Idaho to down into Utah, and one of the leaders in the congregation where I went to church, I was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we were highly involved in scouting, and he took me under his wing, and he just he says, you know, you're not that far from, I wasn't very far from getting my eagle done, but I, I had gotten to that point when I was 13 years old, I, I had earned what's called the Life Scout Award which is the award you get right before you become an Eagle Scout in the Boy Scouting program. And then I dropped out of Scouts. And it was like a month before my 18th birthday. And if I didn't earn the Eagle by my 18th birthday, I wasn't going to get it. Wow. And he says, we're going to get this done. (laughs) And he he took me under his wing, and we got everything done. And and again, it was just he cared about me. It was someone caring about me and someone... Uh, you know, recognizing that I I had potential and that I could do good things, and and with his help and his guidance, I was able to get everything done that I needed to get done, and that that was another experience that gave me confidence. And then I grew in confidence as I I served as a missionary for our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I went to Argentina for two years, and I had to learn to speak Spanish. And <laughs> you know, when you're going door to door and talking to people in a language that you don't know very well, it's a <laughs> yeah, you better you better learn it quick. <laughs> and you know, my our 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 the leader in when you're a missionary that that's over all of the missionaries is called the mission president. And my mission president was a man named Thomas F. Lindheimer, and he was an amazing man. He he was had been the vice president over for Levi Corporation over all of South America, and and he uh, just had an amazing ability to help people see the good in them. And he, he continually was, was asking us questions that made us think about how we had value and, and why we had value. And because we had value, the, thing, the great things that we could do, the difference that we could make. And that's kind of, you know, those experiences looking back have, have 
now that I think about it, I mean, those are the things that have, have influenced my life. You know, we can all, to, to, to have the belief that we can all make a difference mm. if we're willing to put forth the effort. Yeah, and your point and, is that and, is that so much of this is is uh, been amplified. I mean, it's it's not like you kind of did discover it on your own, but there were some really influential people that that had these big moments in your life that made a lot of difference. Oh my gosh, I, I was just before I came on today, I was sitting there thinking about people that have had an impact on me and have had a tremendous influence on me. And, and I, I firmly believe that, that God takes a hand in our lives, because there's some people that I met that have just, you know, the, I, I don't know honestly how, how things came to be other than without the intervention of, of God. Hmm. And I'll tell you, there, there's two people that I, that I love to death. There are two of my mentors, a guy named Stephen Hitz, who's the author of a book called The Ministry of Business and Leadership by Light, and another uh, wonderful man by the name of James Ritchie, who is the co-author of the, the Ministry of Business and has also uh, been a teacher of what he calls the leadership formula for years and years and years. And I met those men. I, I just can't. It, it, there's, there's, I, I firmly believe the statement, there are no coincidences yeah, in life. Yeah, exactly right. Well, let's hear more about those in our next segment. I, I'm I, I'm really intrigued, and I'm really glad that you're with us today, Randy, and I'm glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero. We're going to be right back. Most of us aren't looking around for accidents waiting to happen. That would be sort of odd. But when you have Accident Fund Workers' Compensation Insurance, that's exactly what they are doing. Accident Fund employees are the WorkSafe people. They take your safety very seriously because that's all they do. Workers' Compensation Insurance. That's why they're rated A-excellent by AMBEST. Go to AccidentFund.com slash WorkSafe and get the WorkSafe people. Accident Fund is a wholly owned subsidiary of Accident Fund Holdings Incorporated, the 10th largest workers' compensation insurer in the United States. Thanks for tuning in to the Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Versero here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm today uh, talking to Randy McNeely. He's the Chief Kindness Officer of Peacock uh, Institute. And I got to tell you, uh, Randy, I'm really having some fun here because uh, um, I, I'm just so intrigued by uh, somebody that's dedicated their life to the causes that and purposes. And it sounds like we found a couple of people that were influential in getting you there. Um, you mentioned in our last segment, Stephen Hitz and uh, James Richie, can you tell me about uh, those mentors and why they meant so much to you? Well, I, I can, and I'll try to make this as brief as possible. Uh, I happened to be reading the book, The Ministry of Business, James, by Stephen A. Hitz with, and James W. Ritchie, and we were going over to Washington, D.C. on a quick trip, my wife and I, and uh, it just happened the next day. On the way over there, I told my wife, I said, I've got to meet these guys. And I'm not shy. If I want to meet somebody or get to know somebody, I, I, I'm not shy about reaching out and finding a way to, to meet them. But for some reason with these guys, I was nervous. But the next day, as, as it turned out, we went to, to uh, visit 
one of my church's temples, and these gentlemen happen to be members of my church. And as I go, as we're going into the temple, this older guy turns to my wife and I and, and started the conversation with us, and I start looking at him. And I have been looking at their pictures in the book yeah, the day yeah, before. Right. I start looking at this older guy, and I'm like, this is going to sound really weird, but you look really familiar. What's your name? He's just James Ritchie. <laughs> well, <laughs> hello. Said, You're, <laughs> yeah. You're the guy. We were just reading your book yesterday, and I was hoping to meet you. Wow. He says, well, that's awesome, man. He said, but here's the real author, and Stephen Hitz was standing right next to him. Oh, him. my <laughs> word. Oh my. Well, that's <laughs> and, a two for one, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and, but the reason I bring them up is because they are leaders that truly love people. Mm. They love people. And they have developed a formula. It's a simple formula. You know, get up early, work, uh, get your education, work hard, find your oil, you know, and, and then uh, make your mark and get prepared to serve. I mean, that's a quick, dirty list of the, the formula they teach. But yeah. the reason that formula resonated with me so much, particularly, you know, find your oil, meaning find your talents, find what you're passionate about, and make your mark. Do everything you can to make your mark using that, and then get prepared to serve, meaning be prepared to give back. And that's the, the mantra that these men live by. And so that's what I, when I, you know, I've been in the information security world for a long time, and, I, and I've had a chance to consult and travel all over the United States. I've been in nearly every state, every state except for two, I think, Alaska and North Dakota, well, three, Alaska, North Dakota, and Hawaii. Huh. But I've been all over the place, doing information security, which is obviously a very hot topic, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel fulfilled. You can only talk to people about information security and about HIPAA security and privacy for so long without, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it just, I, I love talking to people, I enjoy being with people, enjoy interacting with people, and I enjoyed that part of my job, but I just didn't feel satisfied, and so... Uh, that, you know, with some of the events that happened in 2019 with all the shootings that were hap that happened in California and Texas, yeah. I determined after that I could not just sit back and hope that somebody else was going to stand up and speak out hmm. for the need for kindness. You know, I, I, I was already in the middle at that time. I was in the process of working with a good friend of mine, my partner, Dr. Elia Gorgoras, to create a reality TV show called The Kindness Hunters, which was all about, you know, it was kindness-driven, all about sharing stories of people who are doing amazing things, who, you know, to lift and build other people. Well, after those shootings, I was driven to write the book, The Kindness Giver's Formula, and... Uh, you know, it's a simple four-step formula that anybody that is willing to put forth the effort can learn and start putting into practice today. You know, and, and it, it's an easy way to become what I call kindness givers. Every day you can determine you're going to be a kindness giver. Every day you can think of and plan ways to be a kindness giver. Every day you can look for and act on opportunities to be a kindness giver. And every day you can invite and encourage other people to do the same thing. And that's, and that's really that's the it. formula right there. Think, plan, look, and, and, and encourage. 
Yeah. Wow, that's that's I, that's awesome. And and you know what what I what what's an interesting to me as I as I listen to you, Randy, what I'm what I'm what I'm feeling and, and sensing is that it's it's really it's an, an intentional decision. Um, it's not it's not just um, you know uh, just just be more, but you're actually you've got to really specifically uh, grab it and engage it to bring more of it into your world. Is that am I am I reading that right? Exactly. I, I, the book talks about intentional kindness giving and developing the ta- the habit of being a kindness giver intention for intentional ways or in intentional ways, and that's what the formula does. Every day, get up and determine, today, I am going to be a kindness giver. Mm. I'm going to be a kindness giver. And think that. Think that. And the, what that does is puts it at the top of your mind. Giving kindness, being kind is going to be at the top of your mind. And then if you take just a few minutes to think of and plan ways to be kind, and, and you know, as you're going throughout your day, you know, and I say poten- uh, I'll say potential ways to be kind, because we never know how our day is yeah, going right, to go. We may right. have things planned. But then... Then go forward and look for and act on those opportunities. It's amazing when you're actively looking for opportunities to be kind, how many things you will see that were opportunities you will see that have been there all along, but you weren't noticing because you were not paying attention. You bet. And then, of course, encourage. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about, I want to get deep into this in our next segment. This is really good stuff. Thanks so much, Randy, for being a part of this. And thanks so much for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershaw. We're going to pay some bills and come right back. Pay some bills and come right back. You can listen to the Michigan Business Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, on the smartphone app, and on its website at www.michiganbusinessnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero with our guest today, Randy McNeely. He's the Chief Kindness Officer, and I'm so excited to uh, be getting some of the some of the premises and some of the concepts that he's laying out here for us today. And he's written a book um, with regard to the four steps of kindness, um, and it's kind of a formula that's there, the kindness formula. So give me the title of that book one more time, if you would, Randy. Excuse me. It's called the Kindness Givers Formula. Four st- four simple steps to restore light, hope, love, unity, and peace to our world, to our troubled world. <laughs> Don't you just want to just buy a case of these books and give them out? I mean, it just it seems like the perfect thing that we need right now. I wish I wish I would have done this show in advance of Christmas so we could could have got everybody uh, with one of those in their stockings. But before we were there, I like to boil things down so I can keep them in my tiny little brain longer. And of course, you know what you talked about is the steps of kindness, and it really boils down to think plan look and encourage and um, um, tell me uh, in in your efforts here did you have people that were encouraging you did you have people that were influential in helping you get this book down into uh, paper and get it distributed oh absolutely you know my my good friend and partner dr Elia the gorgoras he's the happiness doctor ah. love him to death we've been friends for 20 years and he inspired me, you know, when I told it, talked to him about the idea, he says, he says, write it. You know, he had written and published his own book. He's a best-selling author of the seven 
uh, Seven Paths to Happiness. Huh. <laughs> now, I can't remember the full name of the book right now, but anyway. Oh, Seven Paths to Lasting Happiness. There oh, there you go. Um, but he encouraged me, and, and I, I, I wrote it. He proofread it. He, he, he and his wife both gave me some excellent feedback. And, uh, of course, my, my sweetheart, you know, I wouldn't be doing anything that I'm doing without her support, full support. And she's, she uh, is an amazing writer in her own right and gave me some really excellent suggestions. Mm. So between the two of them, I had some, some great support that way, and, and they inspired me. It's, it's, a, it's a short book. It, it only takes 45 minutes to read. It, it, it explains the formula it's got some very uh, simple yet effective ways for implementing the formula. And then I, I share several inspirational stories of kindness in action. And, it, yeah. and I haven't had anybody tell me yet that they didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, that, they, would, they wouldn't be very kind if they did. Uh, but I want well, I I I wonder about, as I think about this, I've got an article way back from an old uh, magazine called U.S. News and World Report, and it, it, it talks about attitude, and, and it uh, talks about the fact that uh, many people think that, that those that are born with a Pollyannish attitude, um, you know, that, that they were something in their DNA that was born that way, but others... Uh, scientifically today feel that uh, having a good attitude is something that's a learned skill just like knitting end quote and I'm and I look I think about your conversation about kindness here it's the very same thing in my mind is that is that rather than getting caught up and self-absorbed in your own world you're you're encouraging people to be principled and purposeful about being kind and and I think I think it's 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 taking action not just letting the day wash you away so as I think about this Randy tell me about the day that starts out and it gets really ugly and we have um, uh, you know uh, kind of some dark clouds in our world maybe we're dealing with anything from personal relationships to business or whatever uh, we don't feel very like being very kind on those days right and so how do I how do I insert the kindness uh, formula in that kind of a day I'll tell you, you know, that's a great question, Vic, and, it, and I, 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 I don't believe, you know, I don't look at life through rose-colored glasses. We all have those kind of days, yep. right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, and I call myself the kindness giver, and, and there are days when my kids would say, Dad, you're not being very kind. Oh, yeah, they throw it back <laughs> at you, right? <laughs> you know, but the, the thing I have found that, that, that has helped me when I'm feeling, if I'm feeling discouraged or or, or uh, down or grouchy or grumpy, if I can force myself to look for some little act of service that I can do, some little thing, or, or force myself to find something to do that gets me out of my head and out of my mind, thinking of a way I can help someone else and then go do it, that that changes my whole day, yeah. changes my whole outlook. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anything super big. Right, right. I can take the time to, to, to tell someone, you know, hey, I sure appreciate all your hard work on that. Or I, I can make, I can send a text message to a friend and say, hey, just thinking about you, I want you to know that I really mm. appreciate you. Wow. Or, you know, I mean, give some, if you've had someone you're in your mind or something, someone that you've been thinking about, just give them a quick call or whatever it might be, some little simple thing to take my mind off whatever is discouraging me or driving me nuts, then it seems to help me get my perspective back. And, and, and 
make my day go better. Well, I mean, it, does it always work instantly? Not no. necessarily, but it sure, sure uh, takes takes things in a, a step in the right direction. Well, you remind me of a story of the of the dipper in the bucket, and, uh, and and the old story goes is that is that sometimes you know you have your feeling of your cup runneth over, and your bucket's just full of good, you know, and you and just it's all great, and and some people feel like they can they can actually uh, fill their bucket by dipping into yours by not being and kind by by being ugly in some of those ways and I think what's interesting to me is the secret of the of the dipper in the bucket story is that you actually fill your bucket when you fill others and that's the amazing part of this and I and I just love what just happened I'm having a bad day or whatever it is um, make a decision be purposeful about deciding what that day is going to look like and when you reach out in kindness uh, just with a, a, a text that says I'm thinking of you or whatever that that moment is man and you've you've changed the trajectory of the day, and you've made it made it uh, something fantastic. And Randy, you've changed the trajectory of our day today. And I'm glad you're here today on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. This is the Michigan Business Network, and you found the Leadership Lowdown. We're so grateful you've tuned in and listening to some of the wonderful things that Randy McNeely, uh, Chief Kindness Officer, is sharing with us today. And I'm just, I'm just kind of excited because he's speaking my language. And you know, um, as I think about this, Randy, part of what um, our listening audience really tunes into is how do I, how do I apply some of these things? Well, one of the greatest things you can do is, is, um, is, is build your company culture or build the kind of environment you want to have and so um is is it possible to create a culture or to or to or to uh, uh get an organization that starts uh, living eating and breathing the kindness revolution a little bit is it how does that work is that something you can help us with i i, I yes i'm very confident that i can help any organization with it and they, there's some key things to think about you know when when you go into the to the when you wake up in the morning morning and when anyone wakes up in the morning, I should say, we all have the same basic needs, right? <laughs> As human yeah. beings, we need to, you know, we have physical, spiritual, mental, emotional needs, no matter who we are. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO or the janitor. Well, let me ask you a question. When you get, you know, and speaking metaphorically, because obviously during COVID right now, there's a, a lot of remote work going on. Yeah, but yeah. It, when you get to the door of the, the, the organization that you're about to enter into, is there a box sitting there that says, dump your human needs here? <laughs> no, not, haven't noticed one. 
<laughs> Never there. <laughs> no. So it, it, somehow when you cross that threshold, is, is there some something there that sucks those human needs out of you? No. Yeah, and then we all become not. robots for the day. It doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> here we are. We're the automatons. We're here to do whatever. <laughs> no, the fact is that everybody has those needs when they cross the threshold. And the challenge a lot of organizations face is that they want to treat people like automatons. Or like their numbers in a, you know, just just a warm body in a chair. Yeah. And what happens when you actually treat people like human beings and recognize that they have those needs? Mm. And let's think about this. How many companies have high turnover rates? A lot. And why? Because, you know, most of the times if you read Gallup and other thing, organizations say because people have challenges with supervisors who don't have very good people skills. <laughs> You know, they one time, one time, Randy, somebody told me that people don't leave organizations; they leave, they leave managers, they leave people, right? Exactly. Yeah, they do. And so, what? Why? Why do? Why do we have those high turnover rates? Because of, of the very reasons we just talked about. Well, think about when you treat people right. When when you have colleagues and things that 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 know that your organization cares about them that they have a good, uh, when it's been clearly articulated what the purpose of the organization is, why they're doing what they think, the things they're doing, how they impact the world and make it a better place because of what they're doing. And people understand that they, in their position, have a role to play in that, and, and, and they're appreciated and valued for who they are. What happens to their loyalty? Mm. Their loyalty increases. What happens to their creativity, their productivity, and, and their innovation? It all, go, it, it, it all goes up, right? Right. When you, when you feel like, and, and when you feel like you have a voice, like you can make suggestions and that you'll be heard, you know, your suggestions may not always be accepted, but when you feel like you can speak up with confidence and not be ridiculed or maligned, which is, unfortunately, <laughs> I've had that experience in <laughs> yeah, some of right. the companies I've worked with, <laughs> But when you feel confident that you can speak up, and man, your confidence and ability and uh, to have a positive impact within inside the organization goes up. Well, what happens when your when your employees, when your colleagues, when your workforce members have that kind of uh, atmosphere and feeling to a uh, place to work in? Right. They 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 feel tremendous. Their human needs are being met. And then, how do they treat your customers? They treat them. I mean, they, they take good care of them. Yeah, talk about a trickle down effect. Right. Yeah. Well, let me it ask is. you. Let and me so, ask you this, uh, Randy. When we talk about talk about this scenario, you mentioned that even your kids throw back. Hey, that wasn't very kind. Well, when you're in business and you know uh, you're there for a profit, uh, not not just for to have a good time, right? I mean, so there's a lot of right. of uh, cynics that would sit there and say, "Well, I, I I can't be so kind. If I do, people will take advantage of me." Tell me about where you go with. Uh, people that have that level of um, insecurity, if you will, or or challenges. How do you get around some of those philosophies? I ask them, what are you doing to earn your people's trust? Mm. And what are you doing to extend trust towards them? Wow. It, it's a two-way street. Yeah. You have to have the courage to extend trust towards people. You know, it's interesting. That, it's interesting you bring that up because during COVID, there's so many organizations that feared that if they had people working from home, that they weren't just gonna, they weren't gonna, they were gonna just be being lazy. Yeah. They're gonna take advantage of it, and not, not being productive. 
And reality is that uh, some of the numbers that are coming out, productivity has actually gone up. Mm. They're having challenges with people that don't know when to stop working. <laughs> yeah. Well, boy, you isn't know? that interesting? Yeah, the, the computer's there, and i got to go back up at it. Well, I, I, that, that's one of the really big challenges we, we always have is, uh, is the right mix and the right uh, meter on that. I'm just so grateful for what you just shared there, Randy. Lots of good information, and we have one last segment left. So we're going to uh, wrap up this segment, and uh, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network, and thanks for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Bersero. We'll be right the james b henry center for executive development at michigan state university is the perfect place to host your next professional meeting executive retreat or educational event with all-inclusive package pricing, pre-planned buffet menus, and professional audiovisual services and support, you won't find a better conference center in Lansing than the Henry Center at Michigan State University. Call us today at 517-353-4350 or find us on the web at msuhenrycenter.org. Thanks for tuning in to the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vercero, and of course with us is Randy McNeely, the Chief Kindness Officer. Someday I'd love to have that title, but it's already taken apparently. So, Randy, I, I've got a lot of, I got a page full of notes here and all kinds of really good stuff that uh, has happened from our conversation today. But uh, as I run out of time and I don't have enough uh, here to get everything that you can offer us in here, um, I did notice on your on your website you have something that that is referred to culture wise. Um, and, and I guess I want to make sure I don't pass over that too quickly. Can you fill in the blanks for me on that? Yeah, sure. Basically, just to finalize the thought that I was about to share before we went to the segment break is, is when you take care of your internal customers, they take care of your external customers mm. who then take care of you, meaning they, they, as, as long as you're doing those things, your bottom line will always be okay. Because people will continue to come back to you when, because they'll know you like you and trust you. Yeah. And here's the thing. The, the way you can establish that world-class culture, how do, we, how do we learn how to play the piano? It's through practice. Mm. And there's specific behaviors that you practice to become a world-class piano player. You, put, you, you practice every day, or you, you're, you're, you uh, determine that you're going to exercise your fingers beforehand, you determine that you're going to use, uh, learn how to read the notes. There's various things that you do. Well, within a culture, within a company, if you want to establish a good culture, there, there, there's a lot of work that goes on around establishing mission, vision, and values, but without the behavior to carry out those values, they're just pieces of, they're just statements. Yeah. So what CultureWise focuses on, they've, they've created a system for opera, operationalizing uh, the behaviors that organizations need to have in order to establish and maintain for a long, long time uh, great cultures. Yeah. They help people identify fundamental behaviors that they want to have within their organization and then create activities around those behaviors or rituals, as, as culture-wise likes to call them, 
to help uh, ingrain those behaviors in the DNA of the organization. Well, I got to ask you, Randy. I, I have to ask you. I'm sorry to, to jump in there, but I, but no, uh, go ahead. Uh, such a short time. When I think about culture, I've run around saying culture is the hardest thing to change. Do you agree or disagree with that? It, it depends. If it's an, it's it's like a child. It's like working with a child or working with an adult. Younger organizations with less number of people are a lot easier to change than older organizations with mm. a large number of people. <laughs> Interesting. So it, it truly you know, depends, yeah. It, it, it does depend. It, and, and I focus on working with companies that already have a fairly good culture. They have their values established. They just haven't codified the behaviors yeah. that, they, that they want to have. And, and created the rituals around those behaviors so that they can maintain them. You know, if you have an or, a leader that has built a company with a great culture, but they're getting ready to leave, they want to have a legacy of leaving that culture for decades to come, we can help them do that. Yeah, we can help them bet. put the system in place that will main, you know, create it, maintain it, and enable them to, to keep it for a long, long time. Well, and, and Randy, you know, you, you found, you sound to me like a, like an impressive fix it man that can come into an organization and help uh, build culture. And, and I just love uh, even, uh, I would bet you do some keynote speaking when, when uh, organizations are meeting too. I, you probably do platform speeches as well. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. I, 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 that's something else that I'm pivoting towards. I, I haven't done a lot of that, but I, I'm more than happy to do it because I've done keynote speeches for in many different subjects. Yeah. Well, you have so much to offer is why I'm, why I'm thinking that. I'm, I'm, I know people right now are going, well, how do I find this guy? So uh, tell, me, tell me about those that are sitting here inspired going, I want, I want some of that, what that guy's got. How do we get a hold of you? And, and tell me one more time about how do I get my hands on that book? Okay, you can you can find the kindness givers formula at Amazon.com. You can do a search for that. And I've also just come out with a brand new book called The Daily Dose of Positive. Huh. It's volume one in a four set series, ninety days of timeless nuggets to enhance your life. Mm. They can you can find me at Peapock P E P O K Institute dot com. That's where I, you know, that's my business website. And then I also have a personal website, which is randymcneely.com. Yeah. Well, and, and then it can also reach out at my phone number, which is 304-620-8380. Yeah. So. Now, Randy, in, in, in the COVID world we're living in right now, um, uh, are you doing Zoom stuff? Are you, uh, how, how can you impact this? What's your thoughts? If I'm a leader of an organization, uh, how am I, how am I, uh, do I have any options right now? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to do everything virtually yeah. if, they, if they need me to. I'm also, you know, I'm I'm not afraid if it's a small group or things like that. I'm not, you know, opposed to traveling and 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 meeting with individuals, you know, in a, in a small group setting. So well. Randy, you've you've truly inspired us today. Thanks for thanks for being a part of this. You 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 offer so much. Oh, it's been my honor, Vic. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate you. Well, and, and again, uh, it, 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 you're one of those guests. I wish I had a seven-part uh, series on this thing because we could probably do it with you. And I've, you've offered so much, and I really would encourage everyone to, to uh, take a moment and look Randy up. His name is Randy McNeely. He's a Chief Kindness Officer, a title that we should all try to aspire to. And I want to thank you for tuning in uh, today to the Michigan Business Network. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. Can't wait to talk to you next time.